Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another episode of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk the good points and the bad points, and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my best pal, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? Good, Connor. Happy lunchtime. We are recording this on our lunch times from work. Yes, that is it. We do work from home, but we we just to state it is our lunch time. We're clocked out. We can do whatever we want. I take my lunch time at three p.m. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, it is legit. Me, I swear, I swear. I, I take it from nine a.m. until five p.m. <laughs> Eventually, I will log in about five to five, yeah, and then you have to, to really speed emails. run it, just to do Control A Delete. <laughs> Job done. So, Sean, this is Hero Zero, and I normally choose DC characters. Normally, you choose Marvel characters. And last True. week, you did the greatest comic book character that's based around an egg that anyone has ever done. I did do Egghead, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Didn't mm-hmm. I do Egghead? Mm-hmm. So, d- this, inspi- this inspired me. No, um, you haven't. And Please. Sean, <laughs> I've taken your Egghead. And oh, I'm going no. to raise you a really racist egg. <laughs> Not where I thought it was going. <laughs> so DC has <laughs> an egg character of their own. Super uh, racist though. Um, really? Yeah. Um, so How this, racist are we this, talking? This is going to be an interesting one. Um, this is going to be a really interesting one. This villain was created by Robert Cadaher and Ross Andrew, who should have a long, hard look at themselves. Yeah. Um, he is a villain, to be fair. Like, a villain, a Wonder Woman villain from the Silver Age. Called Egghead? Called Egg Foo. Yes, Sean Egg Foo. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. And you know he talks with an accent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. He's written like he has an accent. Oh, 
They, oh, they write it. They write the, the horrible... <laughs> they replace the O's accent. with L's and the L's with O's. No! Yay! No! <laughs> 1965! <laughs> Gee, you should have known better even then. <laughs> so, you think this character's name would have tipped us all off, that he'd be a heinous, racist caricature. And to some extent, I, I did expect that upon going into this. But mm-hmm. somehow, I didn't quite realise just how offensive he was going to be until I read his two debut issues in which he appeared in which I will be covering in this report rather than doing a whole character collective right because surely we can only handle two issues of whatever the fuck this character does well they tried to bring him back in like 2006 there's also been like five different versions of him there was egg food a fifth at one stage Um, there's been seven different versions they're all just eggs um, and they can talk, and they're just eggs. <laughs> like a Humpty Dumpty kind of thing. <laughs> like a Humpty Dumpty egg, yes. Right. I don't and know. This is weird for DC as well to be doing this shit. Like, usually if, they're more serious. Well, you would take, right? But I should say, by the way, um, if this is your first episode, I'm sorry. Uh, we ha- we have done... I did Jason Todd last time. It's a bit of a different uh, scaling really in quality um yeah, you get both extremes but if you if this is your second third i sort of episode because you give us a like and review whatever podcast platform you're listening to son it would really help us out i don't know with algorithms and stuff it just sometimes helps um you can also give one star if you want like it's but why would you if, like, but mean, why would you i mean you'd have to be so mean and dislike <laughs> you'd be insulting egg foo <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't want to do that, would you? <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> um, so the Silver Age of comics, Sean, was an unusual time. Uh, nearly 30 years into the superhero genre, comic sales were once again on the upswing. Thanks to an upstart comic situation, um, they were known as Marvel Comics, uh, and they were doing a more realistic, angstier uh, somewhat less st- formulaic storytelling and so they were selling a lot of issues with Spider-Man and Fantastic Four and stuff um, right. and so at the same time I suppose a rising tide lifts all ships DC Comics was kind of selling a lot of comic books at this point just due to the fact that Marvel were selling lots and they were like yeah DC are still there they're super yeah, all Batman. comics are back now it's great yeah and so they basically uh, that they decided that because there was a lot of fresh creators and cool ideas rushing about, uh, they would come up with a lot of really cool characters that we've discussed here. But what they also decided to do was throw some shit at the wall. Because mm-hmm. um, Wonder Woman at this point, the comic books were fucking weird. Super weird. Um, and it's so bad, these two issues, by the way, this led to a full retcon of the character straight after these two issues. They decide this is the line where they were like, oh no, we've gone too far with this. Yeah. Before we get too into, too into this, I do want to address the elephant that's about to enter the room. He's a ridiculous character who has a lot of unpleasant stereotypes, behaviours and accents, which are terribly offensive and we do not agree with in any way. Yeah, oh no, that's, yeah, that's, the stance of this podcast is that racism is bad. I think we can agree um, on that. So, debuting in Wonder Woman Volume 1, number 157, back in October of 1965, Egg Fu was possibly the unlikeliest looking super villain in the history of the 
the form. Even more so than the world devourer Galactus in the original short pants, I would say. Uh, oh, the short pants were a exactly. good time. Eggfu was intended to be a world-shattering menace, an enemy of the freedom of man, and he was a gigantic racist Easter egg stuck in the ground. <laughs> like, how do you pitch this? To someone, <laughs> he also had a Fu Manchu mustache that he used yeah. as a weapon. Of course, of course he did. He did. <laughs> Fucking, of course he did. <laughs> Would you like to look up an image of Egg Fu? E G G F U is it? That's it. Egg Fu D C. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's bad. There's a newer version that looks slightly less racist. Yeah, he's just more yellow and cracked. Yeah, but the. Jesus, the original is... It's bad. Someone got paid to come up with this. But Sean, I'm going to now discuss issues 157 and 158 because they are truly two of the worst comic books ever written and I have spent today reading them. And so, in preparation for this, and now I've gone through those horrors and now you also have to go through those horrors. Um, So we begin with... Military ace pilot and all-around stand-up guy Steve Trevor being given a secret mission. Secret mission is Eggfu. He's created a super missile which China which will which China will use to wipe out the US Pacific Fleet. And an anti-aircraft gun that fires automatically if it detects the sound of a camera from a spy plane. So Nobody can know what's going on. But they're like, there's this lad, Egg Fu. He's coming up with nuclear bombs and he's got guns that he shoots all of our spy planes down so we can't get a look at him. Right. And do they know? So they don't know what Egg Fu looks like at this point? No, not at all. No. Right. Okay. Jesus. Um, Steve, Tre- Steve Trevor is given the mission. He's the next one up, right? And this is great. Uh, they tried 11 American agents to attempt to scan Egg Fu's lair. None of them returned. Steve has a little quip when he finds this out. And instead of saying, oh, wow, that's terrible. 11 of my countrymen have died. Um, he says oh. that if he'd been... De- <laughs> that, that if is that if I'd been the 13th, I'd have been worried. But the 12th, ha, no problem. <laughs> Steve, unflappable. <laughs> Steve doesn't come across well in this story, by the way. I can't imagine he does. Also, the fact that it's like there's 12 pilots. Now, this is a reach, but is that a reference to the fact that you can get a carton of eggs in 12s? Ooh. I think that might be a, a reach, yes. I think, I think okay. you might be going too with that. Too much of a reach. Um, I'm giving them too but- much credit. Now, look, he does sound cocky and arrogant, but he is technically worried because he's basically told to say goodbye to all of his loved ones because it's basically a suicide mission. Yeah, 11 men have died trying this. (laughs) Give it a go. So he works with uh, Lieutenant Diana Prince, Sean, uh, who looks strangely like Wonder Woman, but he isn't Wonder Woman. And also Steve is in love with Wonder Woman. Um, But not Diana Prince. Fucking hates her. Hates her. Fucking bitch. Looks not like her, right? Other than everything else except for her glasses. Um, But he's worried enough that he desperately wants to see Wonder Woman for a farewell date. Now look... Wonder Woman's not around. Diana Prince is at work. She's in the office beside him. He has a little notion to himself. So in a bizarre scene, he asks Lieutenant Diana Prince to pretend to be Wonder Woman for an hour so that he can sweet talk her and kiss her and reminisce about past dates. (laughs) That's incredibly strange. Like, they're trying to do a cute little thing there. 
Whereas like he doesn't know, but it's very weird to ask like Why your boss to do that. Why would she agree to, to that, that plan? <laughs> like, imagine trying to pitch that to any woman. To, to any, could you pretend to be somebody else? I yeah. actually have another girlfriend. Could you pretend to be them? And I'm just going to treat you exactly as I would treat her. Wink. <laughs> like what the fuck? Lieutenant Prince, who is, of course, Wonder Woman, agrees to the plan. Fully in tears, by the way. Every panel in this comic book, Wonder Woman is crying. So sad to see Steve Trevor leave on this suicide mission. Ah, He'll be fine, probably. And who cares? Um, So they go to the beach and they're just having lots of kisses and a real romantic date. Um, and you know like she's pretending to be Wonder Woman everyone's and he it. still hasn't twigged it at this point still hasn't twigged it she takes off the glasses he's still like I don't know who you are why isn't she telling him <laughs> like why is it a secret because <laughs> I think at this point it was like Superman and the Wonder Woman they were like they have their glasses and now they're right. different people Okay, fine. Steve Trevor's an idiot. <laughs> uh, a, a complete buffoon, yes. Um, so, while they're on the beach, villainous soldiers from an unidentified but almost certainly mortified country attack. Diana is thrilled that the distraction will allow her to transform and say goodbye to her boyfriend properly, in the best way. Um, <laughs> Thank God we're under siege right now. <laughs> however, before she can do this, one of the, the villains it catches her in the temple with a bullet, right? But right. in the comic books it's written like it hits her and knocks her out, but like doesn't pierce the skin. But is Steve Trevor like, oh my god, Diana Prince is dead? No, well, you know, he's like, she's knocked unconscious from bullets. And still doesn't twig the fact that it's... Straight over his head, just absolutely nothing there inside the lad. Um, So Steve Trevor then wades into the water and he defeats all three men by flipping the boat and punching them with chutzpah and just general, oh my God, what a madness. Good old old American spirit kind of a thing. Um, but then he finds out they're all booby-trapped to explode if captured. Um, Trevor, the people? The people, yeah, they all explode, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, fair um, play. He survives, absolutely fine. Um, and he returns to his injured lieutenant, who he still thinks is Diana Prince, even right. though she was clearly shot She took and a is bullet fine. to the head and has yeah, no damage other than being yeah. knocked out. Well, look, in the year of 2023, an idea, the idea of a soldier using one of his comrades, comrades as a romantic proxy is troubling. But um, he did also spout a lot of racial slurs for the page and a half before this about the enemies. Oh, so no. I think it, as things go, it's not the worst thing he's done. <laughs> he's, yeah, fucking hell. I, like... <laughs> Even in the 60s, I feel like that was probably too far. <laughs> he also then tries to kiss her while she's passed out. Oh, but it's like no. Diana Prince. He, it's not Wonder Woman. Yeah. So, he, what? He, oh, he's just a real... A real shithead, isn't he? Is it's not even like this so is all because of his love. No, no, no. But he sets off on his classified mission and, and she follows him dressed as Wonder Woman um, because she's watching over him to make sure well, he survives. They just go together anyway. Would that not be Now, helpful? shut up. Just, sh- just stop talking with logic, right? Because we haven't even... Now, ladies and gentlemen, ten pages into the story, I give you egg foo. <laughs> We haven't even got to him yet. 
It's about to get more racist. <laughs> so Egg Fu is a super genius, a super evil giant Chinese egg. He's uh, Egg Fu is so weird that he makes this story weirder than it is racist. And it is also really racist. Um, there's the typical for the time treatment of Asians is incapable of distinguishing ors and L's. So we get heavy lisping as, as Egg Fu gloats about Steve Trevor. Um, and, you know, he a repeated emphasis that the Chinese are inhuman fiends who will sacrifice themselves to win any war. You know how it is. Classic comic books. I can only hope this character gets completely wiped out in one of the many reboots that happen. He does get killed multiple times, but he always comes back. That's why. Who was pitching this in the writer's room to be like, guys, look, I know we didn't do it right the first time. <laughs> I can change him. <laughs> Thankfully, they never identify specifically what nationality Egg Fu is supposed to represent. So everyone's offended. It's that helpful. That's um, way better. I prefer to think of it... Uh, so he lives at a place called Oolog Island. That's the place where all of the spy f- ships have been shot down flying over. Um, and so Steve Trevor, he enters aerial combat with the pilots of Oolog. And Wonder Woman is quickly drawn into the fray as well. Uh, but they need to get Wonder Woman out of the fray because this is Steve Trevor's real plot. You know what I mean? So she gets sidetracked fighting a submarine in the ocean. And Sean, the submarine's big weapon is that it fires torpedoes that fire smaller torpedoes. <laughs> Like what? To what end? That just makes a less effective torpedo, surely. <laughs> I've, I wrote here. Don't worry, you're not having some sort of brain problem. That's literally the plot. <laughs> what? You get you look. People were trying to make rent in the sixties. They would write whatever. <laughs> While she's occupied with the torpedo in the mini torpedoes, Steve yeah, yeah, Trevor yeah. sacrifices his plane to get up-to-date intelligence on the army, massing at Oolong. So he figures out that the enemy base can't be photographed because it targets the cameras itself. How does he figure that out? Somehow. That's how. Honestly, I mean, it's never explained. It's not the weirdest thing, to be honest. Um, so he also has a little pocket camera, so he's bringing that... Um, and he's like, they won't figure this out because it's a little pocket camera. It's, it's smaller. <laughs> it's sm- in the 60s. A pocket camera in the 60s. It's absolutely HD, Sony Orchid. <laughs> but he left the SD card at home. <laughs> so it really shows how insane life in the Silver Age could be because Stan Steve Trevor gets kidnapped. Um, and he gets held up by two laser beams, tractor beams. Yeah. Um, and oh, did I forget to mention Eggfu is 50 feet tall, just to let you know. 50 feet? Oh, he's 50 feet tall, tall, yeah. Is there any origin given as to how this man is an egg? Shut up. That's how the origin is given. Um, So it really shows how insane life in the Silver Age could be when Steve doesn't have any reaction when he meets a gigantic 50-foot egg talking egg with a moustache that suspends him in the air with tractor beams and he's still quipping. He's, you can't, look, he'll quip in any situation. Not he'll kiss a woman while life. she's unconscious. He doesn't care. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Chinese soldiers don't find the hidden camera inside the cigarette lighter because why would anyone look for it there? But in one of my favourite panels in the comic book, and I have it here, he's currently, he's held up by the tractor beam, right? And then... <laughs> 
the soldiers are looking at him and he just says, hope you gentlemen don't mind if I, and then he lights a cigarette, light up while you search me. (laughs) You don't have to say anything. Do they speak English as well? Like, who is that for? (laughs) It's for him. It's for the quips. He just wants to seem cool. <laughs> so, look, Steve is pretty cool. Egg Food then decides that instead of thinking of Steve as pretty cool, he's going to turn him into a bomb, as you do. Standard move. He has the technology, yeah. he might as well. So, Egg Food uses his mighty powers to infuse Steve with atomic explosive force, making Steve a literal human atomic bomb. That doesn't seem possible, Connor. Shh. Which in turn turns Steve into the atomic bomb and gives him the ability to fly. <laughs> because of the atom powers. Now look, Eggfoo's big plan is he's going to send a rocket to America to blow it up. But now he's got a little bit of, you know, he's got a little bit extra in the chamber. Because now he's made Steve an atomic bomb. And the new plan is he's going to send both the rocket and Steve to America to blow it up. They can't stop the two of them. Why not just send Steve back to, like, the military base and then detonate him? He said, I don't know if you'll get, he's going to America, Sean, with the rocket. He's flying, he's being shot through the air. Yeah, so he's somehow just surviving being shot. And I can only assume the velocity would rip his skin off because he cannot slow down. He would get super cancer immediately from the <laughs> fact that there's an atomic reactor inside of him. True, he's now a bomb, yes. Um, but just then, Wonder Woman returns. Um, and so... Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Steve basically decides that she has to decide whether um, to save Steve, destroy the rocket, or to kill Steve and destroy the rocket. They're her options. Right. Kill Steve, honestly. He's been a bad dude this whole comic. He seems like a fucking dick. Um, So Steve instead comes up with a new plan, and he intercepts the rocket himself with Wonder Woman. They blow it up, and they murder an entire fleet by giving everyone cancer, I assume, underneath. But oh, it's never ex- would be insane. Like. But it's never, it's never explained, right? But at this point, the first issue has only two pages left. So the issue goes completely bonkers. And I didn't. I felt like I was actually, I'd fallen down the stairs reading it. Because, you see, the thing is, Wonder Woman and Steve, they died in the atomic blast. Like, canonically, this was the end of Wonder Woman. It blew up. Right. So, how did she continue in comics for another 60 years? I saw the nuclear blast. I assumed Wonder Woman got out of there with Steve last second. Yeah. Kind of job. Because she's Wonder Woman. Um, But, however, they decide that she she is just ashes. Um, She was reduced to ashes. And... (laughs) And so... Then... The Amazons get involved, Sean, because, yeah. obviously, and they decide to resurrect Wonder Woman from the ashes of an atomic blast with magnets. With magnets? Yes. With what? Ma- How would magnets? So they got the ashes 
from this explosion that's happened 30 seconds ago somehow got it to the Amazonians they yeah. then resurrect her from the Amazonians so she or they didn't resurrect her from the ashes she is reduced to ashes and still it's not enough to make her 100% dead that's that breaks her power level entirely I guess that's it's kind of worse because she is made from clay isn't that the yeah. thing yeah. yeah so I guess she can be remade but fucking well this hell, is when you rewrote everything to do with the character straight after this um, right. but John though Amazon does not only resurrect Wonder Woman but Steve as well and they now didn't he, even know he was there he's <laughs> not made of clay though is he he's a regular human man who should be they dead just bring him back to life it's fine it's grand it. while we have it out we'll use the sure, you might as well have the machine again. it's already warmed up the machine's yeah, plugged yeah. in over there it's like, like. Um, we never get to use and, this it'll be great and that is the end of the first issue of this comic book but that's Sean, wild they realised Egg Fu he needed another run he needed a follow up he needed a to be continued because he had won technically he had he blown had up Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman yeah 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 yeah. and mm-hmm. Steve yeah it's Steve as well but everyone was kind of happy about that but after Reconstruction Wonder Woman and Colonel Trevor are both so charged with atomic power that the slightest touch sets off a massive explosion of pure force. So, the new plot is that they're both so full of atomic energy that if they touch anything, they will explode and it explodes. Right. So they can... Then how do they find this out? Presumably by touching each other. They completely and instantly forget about the fact and are constantly blowing shit up as they canoodle for the rest of the issue. (laughs) They're just banging the whole time (laughs) and are just exploding, nuclear exploding things around them. Yeah. Wonder Woman is able to get Steve off the island without triggering uh, anything. But Steve once again forgets about the whole blowing up if I touch her part and goes in for a kiss while Wonder Woman is unconscious which is actually pretty disturbing again <laughs> oh he was unconscious with this man kiss him while you're conscious atomic kiss power attack of course she immediately grabs his hand after the explosion to check if he's okay causing another massive explosion why are they both <laughs> fucking idiots in this it's like it's like trying to watch monkeys play chess yeah, but the chest is made of hand grenades. <laughs> I swear. Our atomic power couple remember not to touch long enough to set off for Oolong Island again. <laughs> and, oh, Jesus Christ. This is the worst one you've ever done. <laughs> I know, I know. It's I read so these bad. issues. Um, in the hopes that Egg Fu can finally help them discharge their energy safely. So the new plan is they're going to go to Egg Fu and get him to reverse the energy that's inside them. Because he'll definitely do that. Oh, obviously. He's such a stand-up guy. Yeah. He's Um, great crack. He's excellent. Together, Steve and Diana decimate Egg Fu's forces, whose dialogue is so incredibly dull-witted and stereotypical that I literally cannot read it back to you in good conscience just due to the fact of racism. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're not getting cancelled on the Egg Fu episode. That's not happening, okay? <laughs> Suffice to say, it ends with our he- idiot heroes kissing again, having forgotten for the fifth time in less than several pages that they are explosive. <laughs> They're fucking dopes, the two of them, honestly. 
Of course, Steve Trevor immediately kicks in his usual racism right afterwards, which kind of kills any of the goodwill writer Bob Kaniger might have created with any moments of self-awareness, self-reflection. Um, Wonder Woman makes short work of the tanks that are there, smashing them with her bare hands that are now also magical and atomically charged. Great. No, might as well happen, honestly. She was she was due for a power upgrade. And then they are ambushed by Egg Foo. The big egg, the 25-foot tall egg. Let me reiterate, Sean. They are ambushed by a completely stationary 50-foot tall cyborg egg. It came out of nowhere, really, didn't he? he like, you didn't even... He got, you, uh, how? How thick are... Stephen Wonder Woman in this. I think they might have a lot of brain damage in this in this uh, issue. Well, they did just, I suppose, get remade from Ash, but maybe they were brought back with really brains. stupid. But like, so knocked silly by the repeated explosions she's weathered after impacting her nuclear boyfriend, Wonder Woman barely awakens in time to realise, Sean, that you're not, you're not going to like this. And look, up until this point you've been with me, but you're not going to like this next point because what have the writers done in this issue once they realise that they have filled Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman full of atomic power? Uh... I don't know. I must not be good enough of a writer to guess. They've they've written themselves into a corner. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. How do you deal with these characters now being atomically well, charged? Well, what if completely unrelated to Eggfu, any of the plot that's gone on, nuclear bombs, or any country in general, what if, and just hear me out, a piece of antimatter fell from space? You're... It, this is a tough sell, Connor. <laughs> this is like them pitching it. Yeah. It's like, sure, is there anything other than antimatter that can work here? So what if we write them into a corner? We can't get them out of being atomic bombs. Well, how about a, a piece, a little, a, just, a, just a tinsy little bit of antimatter fell from space, completely unrelated, and touches them, and reacts with their atomically infused powers, and something, something, something happens, um, and we're all back to normal. <laughs> I don't think that's how... It- Atomic energy or antimatter works. Yeah, sixty-five However, though, nineteen sixty-five, yeah, different times. Sixty-five. That made total. That was in yeah, science yeah. journals, actually. That yeah. issue. Um, now we're all back to normal. Wonder Woman then seemingly realizes that there's only one page left in the story, and immediately crushes Egg Foo's skull with her magical lasso. <laughs> kills and just kills the man. That's he's a big egg. Like he's not that hard to beat. <laughs> But that is Egg Foo's first appearance. The worst thing I've ever heard. What are you talking about? That's comic royalty. I'm actively worse as a person for having listened. Yeah, well, to be fair, I did. How many warnings did I put at the start? I put several disclaimers. But I didn't know, Connor. Like, none of us could have known. The racism we could forgive. 
but but the scientific inaccuracies. I'm just thinking of Britta. Yeah, that's all. Really, <laughs> I can excuse the racism. You can excuse the what? <laughs> it's a wild quote. Uh, no, like, I, I, quite frankly, I can't believe I have to go about the rest of my day knowing this exists. And in the last life. panel, they just give them each other a look of like, yeah, let's get home right now. We cannot keep our hands off each other. Clearly, because you fucking did 17 yeah. nuclear explosions trying to kiss. Yeah. Uh, when the book came out in 1965, Spider-Man was warring with the Green Goblin. The X-Men were meeting the Sentinels for the first time. Um, and Metamorpho was having swinging adventures. The Fantastic Four had just met the Inhumans. Nick Fury was fighting World War Two, But it was far past the time in which a rock-stupid and racially insensitive villain would show up in comic books. And yet here he was, Egg-Fu, in all of his glory. A villain so terrible. An issue, so terrible, two issues, back to back, so terrible, that all, they did a full scale reboot of Wonder Woman immediately after this issue. Uh, her cast and her adventures were all changed. And they're like, we need to start again. Cause we, yes. We went, we scraped too hard and went through the bottom of the barrel. Yes. Jesus Christ. I mean, at least they did something about it. Sure, what do you think of Egg Fu? I think he's a great villain. I think it's the worst thing I've ever heard, genuinely. Ah, uh, no. And like, comics deserve to go bankrupt if that's the kind of shit they're putting out, quite honestly. <laughs> Steve Trevor, though, nice man. Nice man. Oh, like he comes here. across really well. He's only kissed oh. a few passed out people in that story. Just a few. Yeah, what do you do? Just multiple. <laughs> multiple. Same woman. Multiple times. Odd. Odd, odd move and odd, Seems odd man. Seems strange. Sean, would you like to take us out for this Hero yes. or Zero? Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back next Wednesday with Weird News Wednesdays and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Big thank you to everyone over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast, who helps us to produce the show. Everyone who supports us over there is an absolute legend. Um, and if you want to join, there is a link to that in the description. There's also the merch store, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Diplomats Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lone. I've been Sean Mead. And we shall see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.